Assuredly, Solomon your son shall reign after me, and he shall sit on my throne in my place. I will most certainly do this today. 1 Kings 1.30 Dear God, you give us so much that we don't deserve. Thank you for your grace and forgiveness. Please help us to offer that same grace and forgiveness today to people who need it. Even though we may feel hurt or angry, we can be kind to others because you've been so kind to us. We love you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for praying with us today. The Kids Bible in a Year podcast is sponsored by Little Passports, delivering monthly activity kit subscriptions that help kids explore the world, cultivate curiosity, and discover new interests with hands-on crafts and activities in cooking, science, crafts, and more, all with a unique cultural twist. Visit littlepassports.com blessed to learn more and save 20% with code blessed. Adonijah or Solomon, who will become king. In our last story, David counted the people of Israel, and the Lord sent a plague upon Israel. But David made offerings in a field he bought, and the plague ended. In this story, it will be decided who will be crowned king after David, as inspired by First Kings. Hi, it's Julia Sadler here. I am so excited that you're here for the Kids Bible in a Year podcast. Today, we're talking all about grace, and we'll learn a lot from a story about Israel's brand new king. Do you know who it is? Let's find out. Now, King David was very old, and he couldn't stay warm. His servant suggested that they find a young woman to serve the king, take care of him, and keep his body warm. They searched throughout Israel for a beautiful young woman and found Abishag and brought her to the king. She was very beautiful, and she took care of King David. Adonijah, one of King David's sons, decides that he should be the next king. With his father being so old, he thought it was the perfect time to steal the throne from his brother Solomon. Adonijah started to gather supporters, including Abathar the high priest and Joab the commander of the military. But not everyone supported Adonijah. Zadok the priest, Nathan the prophet, and Benaiah, one of King David's mightiest warriors, did not support Adonijah. Adonijah didn't let that stop him. He went up to the stone of Zoholeth and sacrificed sheep, cattle, and fattened calves. He invited all his brothers, except Solomon, and all the royal prophets of Judah. But he did not invite Nathan the prophet, Benaiah, or the special bodyguard of his brother Solomon. Nathan went to Bathsheba, Solomon's mother, and asked if she had heard what Adonijah was doing. He told Bathsheba to go to King David and remind him that he promised her that Solomon would be king. So Bathsheba went to see the old king in his room, where Abishag was taking care of him. "'What do you want?' said King David. 
Bathsheba replied. You promised me that Solomon would become king after you. But now Adonijah has become king, and you do not know about it. All of Israel is watching you to see who will be the next king. If you do not decide, when you die, Solomon and I will be treated like criminals. While Bathsheba was still speaking with the king, Nathan the prophet showed up. He went before the king and asked if he had declared that Adonijah would be king. He told King David about the sacrifices Adonijah had made and questioned if it was something the king had done without telling his servants who would be king. Bathsheba was invited back into the room, and King David said to her, I will keep my promise. Solomon will be king after me, and he will sit on my throne. Then Bathsheba bowed down with her face to the ground, thanking him. King David commanded Nathan, Benaiah, and Zadok to make sure Solomon became king. They put Solomon on King David's mule, rode to Gihon, and anointed him with oil. Then they blew a trumpet and shouted, Long live King Solomon! Everyone joined in celebration, and the ground shook because of the sound. Adonijah and all his guests heard the noise as they were finishing their feast. Joab asked, What's going on? Why is there so much noise? Then they found out that King David had made Solomon king. When Adonijah's guests heard this, they all became afraid and left. Adonijah, afraid for his life because of Solomon, ran to the sanctuary and grabbed the horns of the altar. Adonijah said, I won't let go of these horns until King Solomon promises that he won't kill me. Solomon agreed that if Adonijah showed that he was worthy, not even a hair on his head would be hurt. But if there was evil in him, he would die. So King Solomon sent men to bring Adonijah down from the altar, and he bowed down to King Solomon. Long live King Solomon. I think that was my favorite part of today's story. Well, as you have heard, King David is getting very old and having a hard time staying warm. We hear in today's story how a special nurse came to help care for David in his old age. This was a normal practice in that day and not at all unusual. But while David was trying to stay comfortable and warm, his son Adonijah schemed to take his throne away. Does this sound familiar? Yes, we've been here before. Chances are he heard that his brother Solomon was next in line for the king because David had promised that to Bathsheba. But Adonijah decided to take things into his own hands and make himself king instead. And if we've learned anything from our time together in the Bible, it's this. Trying to do things our own way instead of God's way never works out too well. So when the prophet Nathan told Bathsheba what Adonijah was up to, she knew she had to tell David, and she did. She reminded him of his promise to give Solomon the throne, and thankfully he agreed to keep his promise. 
So they blew a loud trumpet and anointed Solomon as king. Long live King Solomon! I could say that all day. But when Adonijah discovered what had happened, he and the men with him got scared. They were worried that Solomon might kill them since they tried to trick him and take away the throne. And wouldn't it have been easy for Solomon to do that? After all, he was king now and could do whatever he wanted. If he felt like ending Adonisia, no one would have stopped him. But do you remember what he did instead? He gave him something called grace. Grace is when someone gives you what you don't deserve. It's almost like being caught disobeying or lying, and instead of getting a punishment, you get an ice cream cone. Once again, we see a picture in the Old Testament of Jesus. He's everywhere. Can you think of how God showed grace to you and to me? Because we were sinners, separated from God, He sent His only Son to take our punishment and die on the cross so we could live. Jesus erased our punishment and instead gave us the free gift of heaven. All we have to do is reach out and take it. You can know that you have that free gift. You can know that Jesus died on the cross for you, but there has to be a time in your life where you pray and you ask God to come into your life, forgive you of your sins, and be your personal Lord and Savior. And when we do that, the Bible says, our heart, our soul, we are forever secured in heaven. We will absolutely go to heaven when we die and we never have to worry about it again. And that's much better than an ice cream cone. Let's stop now and tell Jesus, thank you for his grace. He didn't just give it to us once, no. He gives it to us over and over and over again. It's a never-ending gift. And because of that, He wants us to give grace to each other. Can you think of someone you can show grace to today? Someone that maybe doesn't deserve it? God can help you. Well, it seems King Solomon is off to a great start already. He did something in today's story that was hard, but it was right and that's going to serve him well as king. Remember, the Bible is not a book of opinions. It's the only way life works out. Thanks for listening. Be sure to return next time because we'll hear about a special moment between David and his son Solomon and officially say goodbye to King David. All right, here we go. The Bible is the best story ever told. It's God's story to you, and it's all true. If this podcast brought you joy and seems like a valuable tool for kids and parents, don't hesitate to share it with someone you care about. Thanks for listening to Pray.com's Kids Bible in a Year. For more Bible stories and wisdom to last a lifetime, download the Pray.com app for free today.
Thanks for listening to Kids Bible in a Year. I want to invite our adult listeners to check out my other show, Unapologetic, God's Truth on Today's Topics. It's unfiltered, important, inspiring, and we have awesome conversations and amazing guests such as Candace Cameron Bray, Vice President Mike Pence, Dr. Robert Jeffress, Shannon Bream, Maddie Pruitt, and so many others. We are helping you have conversations that empower you to have bold faith in a broken world. You'll be excited, inspired, and encouraged in your faith as you check out Unapologetic. Remember that you can tune in wherever you get your podcasts and on Pray.com.